Hey everybody, how are you saints, sinners, um, everyone, I, I love you all, Muslims, Buddhists, whoever, I don't care, I want everybody here to listen to the word of Jesus Christ, to listen to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, hello, my name is LaDonna. Thank you for joining me on my podcast today. I got some exciting stuff to share with you guys. Um, you know, I started this um, podcast to help spread the gospel across the world. As you all can see, we are truly in end times. Um, and the prophecy is there in Revelation. The prophecy is there in the Bible. Um, so, you know... Um, I just recently got saved, probably, uh, about a year, over a year ago, a little over a year ago, and it's been a, it's been a beautiful journey, um, because, you know, all that time in my life, I thought I was saved, and I thought I knew Christ, and all of that, I wasn't, I I was only lukewarm, and, um, you know, when I got saved, and I was blessed with the gift of the Holy Spirit, my God, Let me tell you, once you get saved, truly saved, you'll know it because, listen, you'll get blessed with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit loves Jesus so much, and I love Jesus so much. You'll love Jesus. You'll be so in love with Jesus. It's like when you talk about him, you get excited, you you get, oh, just you just get happy and jittery and jumpy and you're loving it because you love him so much because you have the Holy Spirit and you're blessed with it and it's a beautiful feeling you know coming from where I came from guys you know I came from a place where you know um, I I was molested you know Um, things happened in in my life you know that um, I didn't think that only way that I made it through is God. I promise you, that my Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, if I didn't have Jesus, I wouldn't have made it. And my book is about my testimonies. As a, instead of writing in chapters, I wrote in testimonies. And they're broken down in my real life testimonies. And uh, on my YouTube channel, Followers of Christ, I'm sorry, Followers of Jesus Christ, um, I'm going to do a a book reading with the first three chapters of my first book. And uh, I'm going to do a book reading for you guys. So you'll get to see what I'm talking about, you know. Um, It's powerful. And, you know, it's real out here. Is that, ain't that how they say it? <laughs> it's real out here. It's real spiritual warfare every day. Everyone is running to take this vaccine. I really want you guys to stop. I really want you to observe. I really want you to research and read about this vaccine, people, because it's not safe. And a lot of people are taking it to keep their jobs. A lot of people are taking it for to be able to do this and to be able to do that. Well, can't you see what they're doing? They're conditioning us. They're conditioning us for the mark of the beast. So if you took that vaccine, will you take the mark of the beast as well? To work, to get food, to eat. It'll only last temporarily. Why would you take the mark of the beast? 
the Antichrist has a short time to reign upon the earth. And then Jesus is coming. Yeah, Jesus is coming and those with that mark is not going with him. No, they're not going with him. So, guys, you know I love you. I love my people. And I just want to let you guys know Jesus loves you. He wants you there with him. He wants you there in heaven with him. He doesn't want to see anyone perish. It's not his wish. But God gave us free will and choice. We can make our own choices. Make the right choice for yourself. You know, um, I, I play testimonies on this podcast as well. And today we'll hear some. Um, <clears throat> actually, I have two, excuse me, that I want to play for you guys. Uh, one of them is a street pe- preacher. He actually approached for Compton gang members in Compton. And I just want you to hear their, you know, thoughts and their mentality. And then we're going to come back and I'm going to talk about it a little with you guys. Because I have a point that I'm trying to make when I say that we're living in spiritual warfare. All this stuff that's happening around us, it's, it's, it's not... Don't believe everything you see. Don't believe everything you see, guys. Because the enemy is working. He's working through people like crazy. You know, this whole virus, the lockdown, the seeing just how much they can control us with masks and vaccines. They're, they're testing us. And so many of us are failing miserably because so many of us are not in the knowledge and the wisdom of the word like they should be are not close to Christ like they should be because when you do get close to Christ you will know you will know you will be able to see right through this evil the gang members killing each other <laughs> that's evil that's that's demonic spirits in them the 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 racist white people that hate black people so much and want to murder them that's evil that's demonic spirits in them you know and we can go on and on. Lots of crime and violence. And you know, you guys that took that vaccine, it didn't seem strange to you that once they start administering the vaccine that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, a government agency, a United States government agency, issued a warning for a zombie apocalypse. So you people took that vaccine? You didn't think that was strange? I pray for you all. Because you have to have faith and you have to trust in the Lord. You have to trust in God. You have to keep your eyes on the Lord. You have to, guys. It's the only way to make it out here. Okay, but yeah, so I want to share um, this with this um, audio with you guys with the street preacher that confronts the young LA Compton gangbangers. Um, and I just want you to hear their mentality and their way of thinking, you know. And, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna offer a prayer for these young men because, again, I love them, they're lost. 
They are lost. They are controlled by the bad spirits of the world and they they don't have the Lord with them and they need the Lord. And so we're going to pray for them, but I want you guys to listen to to what they have to say. So here we go. Okay, guys. Now, these were gang members, so it was a good idea for me to remember their names. My thought was that they'd be less likely to kill me if I used their names when we talked. There are only four of them, so it'll be simple. Piece of cake. Here goes. Remember them with me. Okay. Tell me your names. My name is Dante Leroy. Dante? Dante or Aunt Dante? You can say nicknames. You can say your nicknames. Crisis. Crisis? Crisis Deuce. <laughs> Crisis Deuce. My name is P.K. Nutt. P.K. Nut? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why you called P.K. Nut? Power Killer. Power Killer? Power Killer Nut. Okay. P.K. Nut Dose, you know. Power Killer Dow Basher. And what's yours? Yo, P.K. Jada Up Compton, I mean, blah. So you all go P.K.? Yeah. So I can, that makes it easy. That makes it. T.J.? T.K. T.K. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> P.K. And TK, okay, you guys, I'm not gonna remember all this. <laughs> okay, you guys in a gang? Yeah, we do. We gang, man. I'm in block. You ever use a gun? Yeah, we use a gun. Yeah. Scary? Yeah, it's scary. You ever been shot at? Yep. Several more than once. All that. Seven O's, you know what I'm saying? But you know they call me on Compton Boulevard, though. It ain't nothing. Just the blocks. You guys, too? You been shot at? Yeah, I've been shot at all that. I've been through the worst. Been in jail three times, man. Nothing to me. Yeah, same thing, been at the jail three times. We got bus back right here by the nasties, you know. We neck bone murder squad. So you use a gun? Yeah, I use a gun. It's you never shot at someone? Nah, I never shot at nothing. I never shot at Shut up. Yeah? Huh, what's up? Huh? Okay, you scared of dying? Yeah, everybody's scared to die, but it's nothing, though. I mean, gonna be scared, like, to be really scared about it, but I'm scared to die. I ain't gonna let nobody know that. You know, I never show nobody that I'm scared to die. It's the block for him. What about you guys? You ever think about dying? Man, I don't think about Man. dying, Okay, okay. Here's a big question for you. What happens after you die? Where do you go? I guess the heaven. You know what I'm talking about? I ain't never trying to go to hell, but it really don't matter right now. We on earth right now. We ain't thinking about when we gonna die. So, so you think you'll go to heaven? Yeah, I think I will, because I do everything I need to do. As long as I ain't never killed nobody in my life, I can do what I need to do. Think you're a good person? Yeah. I know I'm a good person. Most every man will proclaim his own goodness. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. Okay. Let me ask you some questions and see if it's true, okay? I'm going to be really straight with you. Can you handle that? Have you ever told a lie? No. But yeah, I mean, everybody told a lie. Whoever... Okay. Now, what do you call it if you tell a lie? What would you call me if I told a lie? You a liar. Mm -hmm. You ever stolen something? Yes, I stole something. Okay, what does that make you? A thief. Uh -huh. Have you ever used God's name in vain? Yeah. Right. That's, called, that's called blasphemy. It's very serious in God's sight. It's using your creator's name as a cuss word to express disgust. It's called blasphemy. And here's the last one. You guys listen to this. This is a real important one. This will nail you to the wall. Jesus said whoever looks at a woman to lust after her has committed adultery already with her in his heart. Yeah. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Like, looked at her like this, like... Yeah, like, you know... Like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Okay. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that or something? So, TJ? Yeah. TJ. Jesus said... Oh, TK. TK, okay, TK. You commit adultery in your heart in God's eyes when you do that. It's very bad. So listen to this, TK. 
by your own admission, you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterer heart, and you have to face God on Judgment Day. So if he judges you by the Ten Commandments on the Day of Judgment, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Would you go to heaven or hell? Hell. Now, does that concern you that if you died today, you'd end up in hell forever? Yep, I'll be thinking about that sometime, but I'm still going to ride. I mean, if it was a way you can get out the gangbang and I would have been did it, I'm already in it, so it's too far to, I'm already too far to go back. Yeah, but that's not your problem. It's sin that's your problem. It's, it's your relationship with God. If you get right with God, he'll make a way for you to get out. I know, I try, but I'm... Yo, you need a new heart. What's dwelling within you is what's in all of us. It's called sin and it's evil. And it'll take you to hell, and I don't want that to happen to you. You don't want to go to hell. Doesn't it concern you that you go to, if you die today, you go to hell? Yep, I always think about that. I think about that every day when I'm by myself. Did you hear that? He said, I think about that every day when I'm by myself. What unexpected honesty of heart. Oh, man, please think about it. And you know what God did for you so you wouldn't have to go to hell? Yep. Died on the cross for us. Well, you know that. Yep. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to do the same thing you did first. You've got to repent and trust him because he poured his life's blood out for you. I mean, but it, look, I know how you feel about all this God stuff, but evidently it was it was meant for me to do this because if it wasn't it, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, but... So it was meant for me to get him, it was meant for me to be peace because God meant for me to do this. TK, if he say this and this and that about don't do nothing else, I mean, I mean, this is God wore the whole world, so evidently he made me do this. Yeah, but think of this. Could you stand in front of a judge and say, God made me rob that person? He's not going to let you off because you, you blame God. You can't blame God for your sins. I know, I know that. But the same thing about the, it's another way. It's two sides to every story. TK, could it be that God's got me here today to talk to you yeah, to tell you? Yeah. It's another reason why you here and why we stopped and why we talking to you right now. It's because he made it. Well, he showed his love for you by dying on the cross. He took the bullets so you could go free. I mean, if we had to stay alive, I'd die on the cross one too. Well, I don't know. He doesn't want you to die for him. He wants you to live for him. I know. I want to live for him, too. I mean, I'm doing the best I could. If he's going to help me in situations to get out of it, I mean, I'm still here, so that means he ain't helping me. Well, he'll help you. You get right with him, but you've got to get right with him first. And he may leave you in a gang to reach other people. I don't know. Yeah. But what you've got to do is get right with him and start obeying the law and walking in righteousness instead of loving evil and doing what's wrong. God will change your heart so you want to do what's right. Yeah. I'm willing to do that, but, you know, it's hard. Well, he'll help you. You'll become a new person in Christ. He'll give you a new heart with new desires so that you'll want to do what's right, not what's wrong. Do you have a Bible? Yeah, I have a Bible. When did you last read it? I, last time I read it, like a minute ago. Last time I went to church, like three weeks ago. A few weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, please think seriously about what we talked about. And, and you guys, too. Uh, did you hear what we said? That if you as much as look at a woman with lust, you commit adultery in your heart? It's sin, and it'll take you to hell, and hell's a real place. No, this is this is heaven compared to hell. I'm not kidding. Well, you guys get right with God and begin changing the city, changing the world, and begin with yourself. We as soon as we step out the court building, go there. Right now, something can happen. You know what I'm talking about? This ain't no game. We out here doing it for a reason. We ain't got no reason. Everywhere you move, they're going to, you want to be from the hood no matter where you go. I don't care if you go way out of state somewhere, they still banging. Yeah, but you know why I'm talking to you? Because I care about you guys. I mean, God sent you here right now, man. I mean, come on now. It's common sense. God, he had to see him. I know he trying to put something in our head. Yeah. And one day it might it maybe work, one day it not. But I know a lot of people here what you telling us. And maybe maybe one day it's just gonna click like ups. It's time to do what we gotta do. Cause when people trying to live their child life the way they wanna live, you know? When they can get older, that's when they wrap all that old. Can I turn this camera off and pray with you guys? Would that embarrass you? Can I do that?
Preacher is is oh my God he's courageous and God bless him. Um, so let's talk about the gang members. Wow, guys, you see their mentality. But the, the I, I you know hands down to the preacher, you know because he told him and this is what stuck out to me. I don't know if it stuck out to you guys, but he told him he don't want you to die for him. He wants you to live for him. Jesus does not want you to die for him. He wants you to live for him. You understand? He died for you. And they were, oh, you know, it's real out here. I got to do this. I can't get out the gang. Yes, you can. Walk away. Walk away. Anybody who's listening to this, who's in a gang or know somebody who is, what good is it? What are you accomplishing for murdering one another? What I mean, you really got to think about that question. What are y'all accomplishing for murdering each other? You hear them, they, they can't go out there. They might be dead at any minute. He think about every day. He gonna die and go to hell. And we can step off of here right now. We could go there and we could be dead. They, could, they just shot at us last week. That's what they were saying. You guys heard it. They have to, you know, life is more important than this. Because this is a temporary place. And like the preacher told him, no. Hell makes this place look like heaven. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go to the lake of fire. You don't. But it's, it's like some people... Some people do. I, I don't know if they they don't want to, but they don't want to stop um, what they are doing to <laughs> to not have to go, you know. So um, yeah, it's um, wow. That was just powerful. That was powerful. Uh, I mean, he really he really touched bases on. You know, their salvation and going to heaven and hell. And, he, you know, when he said, have you lied? Have you stole? Have you used God's name in vain? I mean, these are questions that we should all ask ourselves. We have to repent. We have to repent. We have to repent. So I want to say um, a quick short prayer for these gang members because that um, audio came from 10 years ago. So, uh, you know, I have to wonder, are these young men alive now? And have they changed their lives or what? You know, that is just amazing. I'll I'll try and find a follow-up on that. So, yeah, but that was in Compton. uh, And that preacher was very bold. God bless him. This is how we're supposed to be as Christians. Bold. We have to be bold. It's going to be places that, you know, God send us where we might not necessarily want to go. But he's going to send us. So we have to be bold Christians. We have to be courageous and and, and not fearful. Um, Let me say a quick prayer for them. Dear Heavenly Father. Uh, Lord, these 
for gang members on this on this audio, Lord. We we don't know where they are today. But Father, I ask if they're alive, I pray in Jesus' name that they are protected and they are walking in your path this day. On this day, in Jesus' name, I pray that they are protected and walking on your path, Jesus, living for you. And Father, I pray for that for these young men. And I pray for that preacher, Lord. Wherever he goes, you'll be with him. He's still with us as well, Lord. I just thank you for your love, your mercy. And I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, Lord. And we repent. We repent of our sins. We And we declare righteousness. And we declare love and peace and health and good health. We declare all those things in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus Christ. Yahshua HaMashiach. Okay, guys, so um, I want to share one more thing with you guys. Um, now, this man has an incredible testimony, and um, I just, I really want you guys to hear it. It is, you know, I'm going to share a lot of testimonies on this podcast with you guys. That's what this is about. This is about showing people, you know, what people went through to get to Christ. Because I want you to know, no matter what you went through or done, when I first started to write my book, when God first told me to start writing, He told me to send my books to prisons. And I've I've successfully sent it to some, and, and I'm going to send it to more. But He told me to send my books to prisons. And, you know, God loves us. What's in prison? Murderers, child molesters, so on. Some innocent people, most guilty people. You know, but God felt the need to to want that book in the prisons. Because he loves them too. He loves us all, guys. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share with you this incredible testimony of this man it is powerful okay well for me early childhood started at three months on the planet after birth being left in a bootlegger's house my mother left me there and a lady that she knows by the name of Blanche Adams found me. She was never married, and she didn't have children of her own. So God kind of placed us together. She just made sure that I ate good. Sometimes we didn't have lights. Sometimes we didn't have water. But she always found a way. She encouraged me to um, get involved with the things of God and the things of church. I called her mom. She was the only mother I knew. At age six, she had a man stand here. He would play with me a little bit and, you know, throw the ball and promise me stuff, bicycles. So I didn't think nothing of it. I was innocent. I didn't know no better. But one day he, um, he put his mouth on pots in my body that he wasn't supposed to. So he told me that if I told him about it, he would kill me. And when I told Blanche about it, my mama, she didn't do anything. It was no protection. I didn't know if it was for the money. Did she think I was lying? So one night, um, I had to go through his room to get to the kitchen. So I went to the kitchen to get some water as quiet as I possibly could. And when I turned back around, he was standing in the doorway with his boxes on, told him, give me a hug. I won't hold you. And I fought past him as best I could. And I went and woke her up and told her that um, he was trying to hug me. She put him out, told him he had to leave. 
So my first sexual encounter was with a guy. And uh, I felt dirty, and I felt like it was my fault, or, you know, and I never had any problems with my sexuality, but I wondered why. And I walked around with that um, for decades that's inside of me holding it. I started to hang around with the older group because my peers uh, made fun of me too much. They were drinking and doing drugs, so I think I had beer when I was nine, and I was 10 when I first smoked marijuana. The same year I got saved, so it was the same year I snorted cocaine for the first time at 12 years old. It gave me an outlet, and the pain and, and things that I was experiencing inside, it seemed like it numbed it some. I felt happy. It appeared that people were making money. Um, they had nice things. I knew I was poor. So I made it my business to try to be the person that everybody needed to know in order to get what they needed to get. My mama, she died around 16, 17. I was on my own. I dropped out of school. I got a, another job. But I was also trying to sell drugs, marijuana, and cocaine while I would get my hands on it. Recreation and um, fun times rapidly became a habit. And once the curse of addiction got hold of me, it held me for 30 plus years. It just evolved extremely quick. And it went from snorting cocaine to smoking crack. I got incarcerated when I was 28 years old. That was the first time. It was terrifying for me because I'd never been put in a cage, told when to get up, told when to sleep. I went back to what I knew and I got my Bible. And I started to read again and I started to pray again. I didn't want to do drugs in jail and get high even though it was prevalent and it was right there. Every time I got out, it didn't take long before I fell back into the same lifestyle. I would always say I ain't going back no more, this is my last time, but every time I got back involved with the drugs, every single time that God blessed me with good jobs, career-orientated jobs, I've been divorced twice, um, vehicles, material things, I went right back and lost everything. I chose to be outside, I chose to sleep in abandoned buildings and in people's houses that didn't have electricity or utilities. I chose to sleep in cars. I chose to just hang on the street and not go to sleep at all for two or three days. I was angry at God at times. Why this? Why Why my parents leave me? Why did she die when I was so young? Why I don't I have a family? If you were loving God, why? I couldn't get it, didn't understand. When you find yourself doing things outside of the law that's raised to do, and a little bit of dignity and character that's left starts to say, mm-mm. And you look around and you see you haven't done nothing with your life. You've wasted decades. When God gives you a moment of clarity, it just makes you think, is this it? Is this how it's gonna end? Was it too late for me to have a purpose and walk in something that was worthwhile? God, give me a moment of clarity to say, you know what? There's something still in you if you trust me. So I finally got to the point of total surrender, total trust. And I spoke to God as if I'm speaking to you. And if you don't help me and heal me and deliver me, I'm going to die. I called the Salvation Army a couple of days before. They told me to come in that day, did the intake. Said, God, I can't leave until you fix me. He let me know that this is it, that I'm going to change you, and you're going to be all right. 
And it was like the most comforting words in my spirit that I'd ever heard in my life. And he just started to minister to me. He let me know that I was his son. He let me know that um, what I went through was not to hurt me. He let me know that he hurt. Salvation Army is a six-month program. Close to graduation, uh, the opportunity to be a Salvation Army soldier became available. I was a soldier for about a year. And then they elected me as the Corps Sergeant Major of the Southampton Roads Rock, which is similar to being like a deacon or assistant pastor. Uh, every day I wake up, God is involved in my life and helping me be involved with something he's doing in some capacity. I got an opportunity um, a couple of years ago to be in Homeland, which was a series on Showtime. And I wound up being a Secret Service agent guarding the President of the United States. I would tell people that nobody can take you from the crack house to the White House but Jesus. Because how do you go from guarding Pookie Ray Ray and Nuck Nuck to guarding the President of the United States on a major television program? I spoke at old folks' homes. I've been to Atlanta with the Salvation Army. So I've marched in the Grand Illumination Parade as a representative of Christ through the Salvation Army. And um, I don't have any biological children, but I got about 20-something kids that I've mentored. I've been mentoring them for about two and a half years now. I can't believe it. God is, man, he just took me. I've done in my life. I can't believe, I can't believe it. When people used to talk about that experience and what God done, it can't be that real. It can't be that much, but it's real. It's, it's true. And at 56, I didn't know it would be like that. I had no idea. I didn't think he loved me that much. And nobody could have wrote my story and told me that what has happened to me over these past few years um, would have happened. I mean, the place, places I've been and the people I've been in the company of, it, it's this, it's nothing short of amazing. And uh, he still lets me know the best is yet to come. Wow, isn't that something? His mother abandoned him and a lady that just knew her took, took him in and she was able to help him for 10 years before she passed. And uh, he went through penitentiary, drugs, the streets, addictions, divorces, to God. My people, I just want you to know I just want you to know God loves you no matter what. God loves you. He does not want us to perish. He doesn't. He does not. I love you, my people. Keep your eyes open, you know. Um, study your word. Repent. Repent. Seek Christ. Seek Christ and you shall find him. Seek him with all your heart and you shall find him. You know, Oh, wow. The testimonies always, always, they always touch my heart. It just reminds me so much of me. Testimonies are important because, you know, when you hear them, it does something to you. It touches something even that may be going on in your life. So my people, please, please just, you know, keep your head up and um, find Christ. Study the Word, study the Bible, and before you start reading it, pray for wisdom and understanding. Pray for it, and God will give it to you. 
And a lot of people say they don't understand it, but just pray for wisdom and understanding and the Lord will give it to you. Okay, Um, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to end this podcast. I want to end it with a short prayer. Okay, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray and we repent. We repent of our sins, those sins that are known unknown, and those sins of our heart. Father, we ask for the strength, for the will, the wisdom, and the knowledge to walk in your path, in your direction, my Father, and how you would want us to. We pray for your will, Father, and we pray for your mercy. We pray for your love and your strength. Father, lead us on that path. You have a purpose for us all, and we know it. And Father, we ask that you lead us and guide us to that purpose. Forgive us for our sins and help us to be better people. Protect us in this world of evil that surrounds us. In Jesus' mighty holy name I pray. Amen. Okay, guys. So, till the next one. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And um, I can't wait to share some more with you guys. Um, I try to do one of these each night. So, um, I'm just hoping I can pick up supporters and, you know, people would listen and spread it and share it and all of that. I love it. So, um, yeah, you guys have a good night, morning, or whatever it is where you are. And God bless you all. Goodbye.